and welcome back to another episode of Are We Rolling? I'm Kyle. I'm Dustin. <laughs> when? <laughs> Where did that one come from? I don't know. It just felt like being Batman, I guess. Okay. You can be Batman, I guess. Okay. <laughs> not for the full episode, <laughs> I hope. I don't know. I think it would hurt your voice. and you've Probably. Got, you've got to wrestle this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. See, I'm occasionally smart. Maybe I could paint my face up like Batman. Are we talking new school or like old school Batman? Both. Okay, that works for I'm me. I'm not doing that. Okay, yeah. It's a dumb idea. People who do that should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you, Bandit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. myself like the Joker. Yeah, which I'm kind of surprised you haven't done, honestly. You know, if the time worked out uh and it was me and bandit again i might entertain that idea but it's a little on the nose like it's a little on the nose if anything yeah and just randomly coming out with the joker smile would be weird like it would just look like you have shitty lipstick on sure well you know you do the eye i do i yeah you do the eyes too yeah you go all like you make it obvious you're doing joker paint yeah but like, what are they gonna be like? Okay, these guys really fucking hate each other, but they're like, "Hey man, are you painting up like Batman?" Because <laughs> I really want to do the Joker. I think it would be pretty awesome if we did like matching face paint. Because I hate you so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up like the enemy of the guy you're dressing up as. That would be pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's not unheard of, but oh, definitely still not. pretty ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Another show, uh, big topics that we got to talk about just as a little preview. Uh, So we're obviously talking about UFC 214. I said said 14 weird, sorry. Yeah, the craziness that was 214. Goddamn. Like one of the shortest matches in UFC history. And the opener? Yeah, the opener on the main card. I don't even remember either of those guys' names. Neither do I. No time was the guy's nickname, though. No. Yeah, no time. Which and he, he wasted no time. Yeah, he he lived up to his nickname. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there was that fight. Super, super boring Tyrone Woodley fight. To be fair, for that, like people are giving him a lot of shit because his last two fights weren't all that exciting. But it's like. First off, Wonder Boy is a counter striker. Um yeah. and Woodley kind of is too. Yeah. So that's just gonna be a bad matchup. It's gonna be a boring fight. Second, Damian Maya if Woodley goes for any like kind of irresponsible strikes, uh, and he gets taken down, fight's over. Yeah, well, and that was even I think it was like fourth round um, that we saw like Damian Maya he went down a little easily for like a punch or something, and he's like, he's goading him. Yeah, he is just completely goading him into, oh, come on, come on down here. Yeah, see, like, it's it's safe down here. I swear. Dana White was saying, uh, in like the post fight press conference that like he was mad at Tyron Woodley because he thought he could have finished him in the first or the second somewhere. He could have finished him early on. Yeah. And it's like, ah, I don't think so because you got to be sure that he's rocked. Cause if you go in 
uh, he's gonna wrap you up and like armbar you. Or yeah, some he's shit. G- he's gonna catch you. Yeah, and that's exactly what he was like watching out for. And like what he stuffed over seventeen takedowns. So yeah, it was, it was a least... ridiculous amount of takedown stuff. So yeah. probably by the end of the fight, it was like maybe eighteen to twenty takedowns because I know there was at least one or two more after. Yeah, after that stab, but even. You know, I, I lost count because it's just ridiculous. It's like, hey, man, it's not working out. Yeah, it's like change your strategy. It's yeah. not it's not working. So and like Tyron Woodley had an interesting philosophy where he's he's thinks like I'm the champion. This guy wants my belt. He's going to have to come and get it. Why would I change my strategy if I'm winning? Like, you can't really argue with that logic. Is it that ex- is a strategy that exciting to watch? No, not really. No, and in a lot of very strategic fighters aren't the most exciting to watch. That's just how it goes. Look at GSP. He used to be super exciting. Matt Hughes beat the fuck out of him once, and then he played it super safe and strategic after that, and uh, people still loved him, but he went to a lot of decisions. He would just yeah, he went to a lot. Down. He went to a lot of decisions, but in his case, he just got the shit kicked out of him too. Like he, his face at the beginning of the fights would look completely different from his face. Well, at the end. some of them, but in like some cases, yeah. but most of the time, like he would just wrestle you and stay on top of you. Like he'd just do the thing that like like Brock would do. He gets on top of you and lays there until you die. I mean, Brock did get a lot of finishes because he'd get TKO. You get that fucking vanilla gorilla on top of you and he just starts like hammer fisting you eventually you're gonna go out yeah it's like nope nope i'm done 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 out of here yeah exactly like brock wasn't the type to just hit you and drop you but like he'd get you down and he just he'd gradually knock you out like get it to the point where there's nothing you could do or just hold your arms down and wail on your face and force the ref to call it yeah so you know it, it it all depends. I, I'm not too mad at Tyron Woodley. I was a little pissed off when I for the Wonder Boy fight, like because their first fight wasn't exactly like that. But the second time, you know, they're more familiar with each other. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna respect each other's striking a little too much, and it's just a clash of styles. And it's just twice in a row that they did that. Like Damian Maya, if he can't get you down, like his striking's okay, but not like to the level of Woodley's. So he knows that he's not gonna sit there and try exchange with him. He wants to get him down, but the problem is he can't get him down. So what's Woodley going to do? Woodley's not going to do anything stupid to allow him to get him down. It's just going to wind up being a boring fight. So they got to give him yep. somebody that's good, which yeah. sounds yeah. Like- it, it sounds like after the net after a, an undercard match from this, like it sounds like it might be Robbie Lawler versus yeah. It's Tyrone Woodley. Uh, in and- fact, I think it is Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Um, so that that lead us to the next. Uh, fight that we were excited about was Cowboy Cerrone versus Robbie Lawler. Where I, I mean, it was an incredibly close fight. So it, yeah, it was super close. Like, round one definitely went to Lawler. Round two overwhelmingly went to Cerrone. Yep. Um, round three was kind of uh, eh. yeah. I can. You know, I've, seen, really I've seen people give it like I. I personally thought uh, Cerrone had it. I, me too. You did too. Um, and, but then I've also seen a lot of people judge it for Lawler and that's what the judges went with was Lawler and yep, all three of them too. It wasn't even a split. Yeah. So, and even Dana said that he gave round three to Lawler's, which I like both these fighters a lot. They're both like the thing that's, uh, you know, uh, contrasting from Tyron Woodley is, uh, they're two fighters who fucking go for it pretty oh, much yeah, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, and, and I think, honestly, that was the idea of putting them 
on the undercard um, from the from the Woodley fight was whoever gets out of this, this eyes will be on them and they'll probably get the next title shot. And either way, that guy will push the advantage and push the pace is against the Tyrone Woodley or if Damian Maya would have, you know, right. somehow managed to win the title. Like these guys were most likely getting the next shot. So the thing is, too, is like Woodley won the title off Lawler and knocked him the fuck out. But the thing is about that is Lawler was champ for a while and went through fucking war upon war upon yeah. war upon war. Like, like him and just watch his fight with Carlos Condit, which wasn't that long before the Woodley fight. No, I think there it was like one fight removed from it. It went yeah. to five round decision, split decision. In one of the best fights I've ever seen, one of the most intense fights I've ever yeah. seen, one of the most physical fights I've ever seen, and like, I I don't remember who his fight was after that, but I think it was a, a more of the same shit. Um, so by the time the Woodley came around, you kind of have uh, a Robbie Lawler who's been defending the belt regularly, yep. going through crazy ass fights, and it's it's no wonder eventually just one was too much for him. But now he's taken a lot of time off. Because I, this was his first fight I think since losing the belt. It was yeah, his first fight since losing the belt because he got injured in training camp yeah. for, or uh, the fight that he was supposed to have after. So now we have a pretty fresh Robbie Lawler coming back for that title, and it could make up for a really interesting, really interesting fight. It's gonna yeah, it could yeah, it could be interesting. Shit. Yeah, it could be an interesting fight. Um, as I as I kept saying, like they they always UFC kind of always wants to have that nice like end of the year card mm-hmm. like we had like the Ronda Holly Holmes Holmes fight in in December that was like just around New Year's Eve and UFC likes doing that uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is that December pay-per-view that matchup yeah uh, Woodley versus Lawler yeah especially since uh I think Dana's attitude is he wants to get that belt off of Woodley as soon as possible. Yeah, but if Woodley, it's not out of the question that Woodley could pull it out, but it's, yeah, it's going to force him to force him to fight. Yeah, and that's the thing; like, it's going to force him to fight. It, like we said, and then much like like much like Anderson Silva, like, like he had a couple boring fights, and Dana sicked Forrest Griffin on him, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, even if Forrest doesn't beat you. He's going to make you have to have a ex- more exciting fight. Yeah, and he did. Yep. And then that we got to that's when like Matrix Silva was kind yeah. of born. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's when. Yeah, like that's when he's like dodging shit. Yeah, and it's like oh, puts his hands yeah. down and just moves his head out of the way like Muhammad Ali. Fucking spaz. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, and then the only and because we'll save the main event for last, but. Then Cyborg, uh, you know, killed a soccer mom. And yeah, Avenger. Yeah, uh, Tanya Avenger. Yeah, Tanya Avenger, was who was actually like I had not seen her fight before. Actually, put up put up a real good fight. She's a tank. Like, yeah, she can take she some can, fucking damage. She can take a lot of damage. She even got a couple takedowns on Cyborg. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, holy shit, is this gonna happen? Like, 
No. You can make a freaking... It's like... <laughs> she had like, five rounds. She had to survive. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, if she wins, you could make a freaking movie out of this. And it's yeah. like, no, no. <laughs> this is why they make movies out of stories like that, because they don't happen in real life. The sad thing is, is that I think if uh, Avenger would have won, it would have killed the division immediately, because that is Cyborg's division. Yeah, it's She's Cyborg's the only division. draw. Same thing. It's like, look what happened with Bantamweight. Um, Amanda Nunez came in and starched Misha... Yep. Starched Ronda, and now there's no draw. Yeah, and then Holly wants to fight Cyborg. Yeah, Holly wants to fight Cyborg, which that'll draw. That'll be a good fight. Um, but like, it's Nunez and Shevchenko on the same card as Mighty Mouse and whoever the fuck he's going to yeah. beat next. I can't remember the guy's name, but like, that's not going to do very good numbers. I don't no, think Battleweight think... Women's will main event a show for a very long time. No, not for a while. I honestly think Strawweight. Strawweight's like, the new one. Strawweight, you got yeah. Yolanda Yonjacek. Yeah. You got fucking uh, Paige Van Zant, who's uh, a draw because of Dancing with the Stars and yep. because she's insanely hot. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other ones that I'm blanking on right now. Rose, I can't remember her last name, but she's fighting. Yeah, but that's that's a much more competitive division. Yeah, and and that's the thing because like even even with Ronda, like you had a proven draw with Ronda, uh, and you had your Misha Tates, your Amanda Nunez's underneath that weren't draws, but they were at least exciting fights mm-hmm. against each other. So it's like, okay, who survives out of this to get killed by Ronda? Right. Um, well, that's the thing is like Ronda was so far ahead of the game for so long that I mean it was inevitable the game was going to catch up. To yeah, her, the game would catch and up. It did in full fucking force. But that's the thing too, though, is like Ronda's camp sucked dick. Like, really does. That was the problem. Was like um, everybody would always say her camp was terrible, but she was getting by because of her like raw talent. Like she was just so good at what she was doing, but her camp was terrible, and her main coach is a boxing coach, which if you notice her early fights, she was always arm barring people because she was a fucking judo silver medalist. Yeah. And then she started moving on to like knocking people out as soon as possible. Well, the rest of the women's Bantamweight, their striking was atrocious comparatively. But then all of a sudden we get Holly Holm, whose striking is amazing. Yeah, whose striking is amazing and was, yeah, just that perfect counterbalance to Ronda. But that's the thing is that if, what if that matchup happened first half of Ronda's title reign. Would we have gotten the same uh, result? I don't know. Ronda didn't even try her judo until I think she was already concussed. Yeah. Like, she got rocked a bunch of times in round one. I don't even remember... Like, I don't remember seeing her go for a takedown in round one at all. I mean, I could be wrong, but, like... Uh, It's been so long since I watched that fight, yeah. I I know she took a lot of shots before she did that, so she was already fucking out of it, if you think about it. But, like, if, if this happened early like Rhonda's first like four defenses maybe she would have gotten that takedown off earlier and wouldn't have tried to um get the quick knockout that's the thing is that she yeah. kept knocking people out in like 20 seconds yeah. so it was like it was almost like she was setting up a beat the clock challenge for herself yeah and that just isn't gonna work with somebody like holly mm-hmm. um or nunez for that matter yeah. like if that fight would have if the nunez fight would have happened before the holly fight who knows what would have happened yeah because that was not rowdy ronda rousey that was just ronda from down the street that showed up like, yeah that wasn't the killer that we all knew before mm-hmm. she just was like 
her her head isn't is clearly not into it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like she she clearly came into that a little gun shy and yeah. She like knows she, what it's she, like to get. She wasn't she wasn't violent. doing press like she wasn't doing all that stuff. She was in a dark place and yeah. that you can't be there when you're fighting somebody like Nunez. But yep. uh, anyway, like the problem with Nunez is she's got like an interesting story. The UFC isn't really telling it, but her her shit after the fight with Ronda where she just like berated Ronda on Twitter for what seemed like days, if not weeks. Yeah. Did not win her any. No, fans. no. She went that, on, yeah. talked a bunch of shit about somebody. She just beat the fuck out of. Yeah. And people aren't going to sympathize with you anymore. Cause it, it kind of makes her look like a bully. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and that's, that's what we've, we, I think we remember, I remember saying it possibly even on the podcast. Cause I think we were doing it at that point. Like, that was the difference between her and Conor McGregor. Yeah, because Conor talked shit before, not after. Yeah, he talked shit before, and then basically not not doing an about face, but a a like simply, hey, I know I said a lot of bad things, but you're a hell of a fighter, or you deserve to be in here, or you know mm-hmm. all this stuff. Even against Aldo. Yeah, he actually praised Aldo a lot more than I thought he would. Yeah, it's like you were a great champion, but, you know, this left hand's just too hard for anybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep, okay. He won't get out of it without complimenting himself, but... Of course. He does, but... give, he does give the opponent props. Like, even after the nastiest build-up, like, let's say he starches Floyd Mayweather, which is very possible... You know, he's going to say some good things about Floyd, you know? Oh, yeah, he's going to say terrific things about Floyd in, in the post-fight interviews and the press conferences yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and see, that's that's the thing, is, like, I get where Amanda Nunes was coming from because, like, all the press for the fight was about Ronda, even though she was doing none of it. Nunes yeah. was the one showing up to all the press conferences, doing the interviews, but no, none of the promos, nothing was about Nunes. It was just Ronda versus her opponent. Ronda's yeah. on the redemption path to get her belt back. Yeah. But who's the person who has the belt? Nah, who cares? Yeah, you know? exactly. Which, that was kind of short-sighted in ufc's part because if if they would have not equally because that that potential redemption story was so good but if you had showing off amanda nunez's story and showing off where she'd come from um and and you know how long it took her to finally get to the top Mm -hmm. that's an interesting and compelling story right and then, and then if Ronda were to actually beat her, Ronda beats someone of note, not just some exactly. random person. Well, that's the thing too. Is like, uh, like Amanda Nunes. She's the only openly gay UFC champion in the company. Yep. How many people know that? Nobody. Hardly they anybody. Pointed out. Yeah. So like, her. I think her. Her frustration was a little. At maybe not miss like I think her frustration was at the UFC, but the way she was taking it out it looked like it was on Ronda. Yeah, exactly. and it was like Ronda was not in charge of the marketing campaign no. at all. Uh, I'm sure she didn't really want that. Considering her attitude towards doing press, I don't think she wanted that attention on her. No, she probably didn't. She wanted to come back and fight. Yeah, she wanted to come back and get her. She wanted to redeem herself, which unfortunately just didn't happen. But yeah. Anyway, uh, that card is fucked. So yeah. <laughs> When like when is it even? I don't uh, remember. Is it like end of August? No, because they're no. I think they're hopefully smart enough to not promote anything big in August. No, I think it's September. Okay, because yeah, and then Mighty Mouse c- consistently draws the lowest, like um, 
views. Like his uh, fight night was to date the lowest uh, rated one of the yeah, most it, recent one has since been lower, which is yeah, unfortunate. Which I, it's it's weird that yeah he he does such low draws and ratings and buy rates, but it's because he weighs one hundred twenty five pounds. Yeah, like sorry to say, but I just don't think people care. Like yeah, like he's a good fighter when I've seen him level, fight. But... The skill level is amazing, but like when it's a guy that small, it's hard to say. Like I mean, I like watching it, but also at the same time, I didn't fucking watch that card either. So. Yeah, exactly. And I just looked it up. It's September 9th. Okay, so they're they're smart. They're not having well. That's not thing. having anybody go do anything in August. Well, it. That's even close enough to August twenty sixth that people are just gonna blow a hundred bucks on a card and they like you think they're gonna buy a UFC card with fucking Mighty Mouse main event? Don't you think like you'd almost go the other way and want to put some a big name on that card? To yeah, you'd think because yeah, it's it's Mighty Mouse versus Ray Borg. I don't even know uh, who Ray Borg is. Yeah, uh, Nunez versus Shevchenko. Shevchenko, Junior Dos Santos. <laughs> I can't pronounce half this these names. I don't know who Francis Nagadao. Yep, exactly. I don't, I don't know who that is. Neil Magny is good. Rafael dos Anjos. That's probably going to be fight of the night. Yeah. Uh, either that or Nunez and Shevchenko. I I it's probably like Nunez and Shevchenko is going to be a good fight, but I just I just don't think people are going to. Yeah, they're not going to care. No, unfortunately. You want to get people to care about that again. You need to stick them underneath a bigger main event and then actually tell their story. Yep. Because all they're really doing is having them talk shit back and forth to each other and neither of them speak English as a first language and it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, that that could almost be part of Nunez talking a lot of shit to Rhonda was, like, not it not translating well. Like because of English being the second language, sure. Like she, comes off a little more vicious. Yeah, it comes, than it was off, yeah it comes off more harsh than it was intended to. It's possible. Um, but then again, like she's got an entire camp with her that should be able to tell her, "Hey, don't say that shit." I think eventually somebody did because yeah. she did apologize later. But it's like you just like went off on Rhonda for like yeah. a week, and like <laughs> she's already been like the lowest point in her like, yeah. c- career at least i don't know about her life but like one one of at least yeah the it was one of yeah of her was life. A, i mean it wasn't like the post holly literally like contemplating suicide right Rhonda, but it certainly but, probably wasn't much higher than that yeah anyway so let's talk about this main event yeah the main event though on a much happier note well for one guy for one guy <laughs> for one guy uh and yeah, so John Bones Jones versus Daniel Cormier. Uh, one DC hell got knocked the fuck out. One hell of a fight, though. First time DC's ever been finished. Yeah, and only the second time he's ever lost. Both against the, both, both against losses Jones. against the same guy, which means that DC could have been the greatest fighter of uh of all time if he could have beaten John Jones. Yeah, if he could have beaten John Jones, that would have. Yeah, like like we were even saying during the fight, like. John Jones has always been in that conversation um, of like MMA pundits always saying like who's who's the best pound for pound fighter on the planet? Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, actually is. <laughs> I mean, 
if you make out the ratios, I guess. Currently. Currently. Let's give John Jones a couple more fights coming back, and we'll see if those rankings shift. Yeah. But right now, uh, Mighty Mouse is ranked number one pound yeah. for pound. But yeah. greatest of all time, it's hard to say, but yeah. John Jones is definitely in the conversation. I still would put Anderson Silva... Maybe GSP. Yeah, Anderson Silva at his peak, and yeah, yeah GSP yeah, at their peaks. Like I would even are... maybe pull more Silva than GSP. Just that striking's insane. That that strike, yeah. Like he, I think he was a more he's a, especially at his peak, he was a more well-rounded fighter. Yeah, well, and um, yeah, so and had more 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 of a strength in the striking. But if yeah. you look at the people John Jones has put away, it's a, an impressive list. I mean, there's. Uh, let's just fucking bring it up because I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, so we've got name? Cormier twice. Um, he beat Rampage, right? Yes. Yeah, so Rampage, because um, that was the start of his fun, kind of like his coming out party. Yeah. Let's take a look here. Um, but yeah, so it was actually a hell of a fight. So it, okay, here we go. Uh, Rampage Jackson, Leota Machida, Rashad Evans, Vitor Belfort, Chael Sonnen, Alexander Guff, uh, Gustafson, uh, Glover Texera, um, DC, uh, St. Peru, and then DC with a finish. And I, I believe oh. most of these fights were, let's see, uh, he beat, he submitted Rampage, yep. uh, he choked out Mashida, a decision with Rashad, submitted which, which Belfort. choking out Mashida is impressive. Yeah, submitted Vitor Belfort, and that was after uh, Vitor like dislocated his fucking elbow with a Kimura. Yeah. Um, TKO on Chael Sonnen, decision on Gustafson, decision on Texera, then decision on DC. Wasn't, wasn't, the, wasn't, the, wasn't the Vitor one after when he failed a drug test after, though? No, because that would have been revoked. It's still listed as a win. Okay. Um, and the only loss he's had was a fucking bullshit loss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was oh, the and decision, uh, yeah. Shogun Hua before Rampage. So yeah, before that, that yeah, was that's the fight that got him the Rampage. Yeah, Ryan Bader before that. So he TKO'd Shogun. He submitted Ryan Bader, okay. and then uh, he has in 09 he beat Stefan Bonner with a decision. Yeah. Um, all all just schlubs. All those guys sucked. Yeah, so that's yeah, why... I mean, there's only like three guys in that list that are in the UFC Hall of Fame. It's fine. Yeah, so that's why, you know, and, and Brandon Vera too. He was a name back in the day. Yeah. Um. So it's like, yeah, greatest of all time conversation, definitely. Yep. Like, who knows? Like, let's say we went back, back in time a little bit. And if John Jones and Silva would have crossed paths, that would have been Ooh, interesting. That would be well because like Silva, Silva always had that reach advantage. Yeah, and he would not have that reach advantage with John Jones because I think John Jones, if I'm remembering the stats right, would probably have a slight reach advantage, and I know for sure he's got the height advantage. Yeah, there's not a lot of people taller than John Jones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, John Jones knocks out DC, and like what a like it's pretty much like both guys had so much on the line because this is like what three fucking years in the making. Yeah, about, let's see. Let's see. Well, yeah, the, that first I think fight one was. one of the stats was um, that uh, John Pollock from Live Audio Wrestling and the Fight Network uh, stated uh, this is only the second time because um, it was the the first Cormier fight, and then he had. 
the suspension and the injury. Yeah. Then that that one middle fight. Mm-hmm. Eight. So John Jones has only fought one time in I think he said it was like nine hundred and thirty six days. Yeah. So it went um, January third, twenty fifteen, was the first fight with DC. Yep. And then. April 23rd, 2016 was the Oven St. Peru fight. And then July 29th, 2017 was the, the second fight. So that's that's all he's had in like the last two and a half years. Yeah. And because he, of injuries, suspensions, et cetera. Yeah. Drug charges. Right. Yeah. His out of out of the octagon life was getting in the way. Yeah. What did you say? They're they're all trying to redeem themselves for something John Jones did to them. Yeah. Both guys are redeeming themselves for something John Jones did to both of them. Uh, so, so we got two and a half years of this buildup. Uh, very emotional for both guys. Yep. DC comes in, wins the like vacant belt. Uh, nobody's looking at him as the real champion because he couldn't beat John Jones, who yep. had the belt, even though he was just rolling through everybody. Yeah. Um, the whole time, you know, gets on the mic, goes, John Jones, get your shit together. Like, he wants that fight. You watch him when at 200 when this fight was supposed to happen, and you found out that he, you know, what we now know was tainted supplements. It wasn't on purpose. Yeah. But um, the main event was off. Just you could see his reaction. He was crushed. I mean, yeah, he was crushed. Like, yeah, like Dana White, which I'm kind of glad the fact that Dana White was the one to break the news to him. Yeah. I mean, he got the fight with Silva. He played it way too safe. Didn't win him any fans. And also this whole time, every the fans fucking hate him. I know. And it's kind of undeserved. Um, he doesn't really do anything wrong, but yeah, that's... he doesn't do anything wrong. Like it's it's he doesn't have the most exciting fights, mm-hmm. but that's really the only thing that you can say wrong about him. Yeah, because in the press, like he seems like a really good dude, you know. Unless he's talking about John Jones, and then he just right. fucking hates him. Yeah. Um. So then on the other side too, we got John Jones trying to prove to the world he's got his shit together. And everybody's like, oh, ring rust. Was he going to be able to, you know, was he going to be able to come back and get his belt back? He fights St. Peru. He wins, but doesn't look like the John Jones of old. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's expecting, like, are we going to get the John Jones we just saw, you know, a year ago? And no, we didn't. We got the John Jones of old. <laughs> we got and, the John Jones from two years ago who beat the shit out of DC. Right. Yeah. Uh, fucking right. You can see it, too. Like, both guys hate each other so much. And then once that head kick lands, oh, you just God. see the fucking like it's like the 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 fucking tiger chasing down its prey. Like yeah. he's just on him. And then fucking Big John McCarthy lets it go eighty strikes too yeah, long. Yeah, it seemed a it. little too long, but but also like you could see, I could see from DC's perspective of like that head kick lands, and he's like, no, no, not this time. I'm gonna try and backtrack and get away, like. It's he's not gonna finish me. He's not gonna finish me. And then yeah, Jones just yeah. bounces. But that's the thing though is like he was out when that head kick landed. He was just out on his feet. Yeah, he was like, just out on. He's his feet. backing away. Uh, he, you know, like John Jones kind of grabs his foot to try to pull him down. He spins out of it, but then he just like runs into the cage and collapses. Like he yep. is out. He's out. Like I don't know. It, he didn't get diagnosed with a concussion. 
I wouldn't know. He was definitely concussed. Yeah, he was definitely just concussed. Just by the way he was acting after but, the fight. I, yeah. I, I have been concussed. He was concussed as fuck. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't think, like, they've officially said anything. Like, UFC hasn't. Oh, like, I don't know if out. they normally do. Okay. Because anytime you get knocked out, you're concussed. That's like, true. It, you cannot get knocked out without getting a concussion. That's true. So, like, it, it's implied. They don't need to, like, milk it anymore you get like he was crying after the fight and like people might think like oh you cry when you're lost what a bitch no 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 when no you're concussed that... you have such a little grasp on your emotions like yeah you're for one you're not thinking straight so like he was acting a little bit like a poor sport but it's like what you have to understand is he was just fucking flatlined he was hit so hard his brain turned off yeah well yeah and like to me like that that interview afterwards which as we we said like right after like joe should not have interviewed well, him. joe's already talked about that too oh really yeah he he's publicly apologized it was not interviewing fighters after they got knocked out was his idea yeah and then he just said he was in such shock that before he knew it, he had the microphone in his face when he was just kind of going to see how he was but um you know both guys were then like going back to both guys were very complimentary of one another after the fight, yes. even though like DC was fucking he was so fucked up. So, yeah. you know, out of it, he still gave the congr- con- congrats, you know, the props to John Jones. John Jones said like the nicest things I think anybody's ever said about DC. I know it was really I, weird. And that's the thing, though, is that when like something is a rivalry like this comes to an ending after so long. I can yeah. just see it being a relief for both guys. Yeah, for like, both it's guys. Just, kinda. It's done now. Like, DC's probably still, like, really depressed somewhere. Yeah. I, you know, I would understand. But, like, mm-hmm. for John Jones. Yeah and, yeah, and he basically said, like, the rivalry's over. Like, he won two straight. Like, there's yeah, no rivalry. There is not a reason to yeah. do a third. Um, and they won't. But, yeah. It was a crazy card. First real exciting card that I've seen this year. Um well worth the money worth the time yeah yeah it was a it was a good card um yeah i ended up on a photo shoot so i came a little bit late but not as late as i intend like i was originally supposed to so that was nice Mm -hmm. so i got the majority of shit which is good um but yeah and then the (laughs) the big news uh that'll help us transition to kind of everything else oh yeah what john jones did afterwards <laughs> what john jones yeah it's like it's it i still have this theory of like because he didn't mention this at all during his initial post-fight promo so it wasn't something he planned to say but i want to say somebody probably he gave him the mic after the daniel cormier interview and just be like Hey, dude, say say something to pump this crowd up. They're de- <laughs> they're depressed as shit. And then he's like, "Hey, Brock Lesnar." Yeah, <laughs> calls out Brock Lesnar. Says, "You want to know what it's like to get your ass kicked by a guy forty pounds lighter than you? Step into the octagon so- with me." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's something. If the there's just a couple things like this isn't this is we heard whisperings of this because yeah, John heard Jones talked some shit it. a little yeah. bit earlier at a press conference or something and Brock was like eh, you know I'm sure yeah I'll yeah. fight him and then like the big call out and then Brock's response was be careful what you wish for young you know little boy or some shit yeah yeah he called him little boy which was like oh okay uh compared to Brock he is a little boy yeah he mean he is he might be taller than Brock but Brock's about as wide as he is tall yep. so but that's the thing though is like 
they were talking about this on Fighter and the Kid, Cowboy Cerrone and Brennan Schaub were saying like, John Jones would probably win that fight. And then Cowboy's like, well, all he's got to do is avoid Brock for like the first like, you know, two, three minutes. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing is like, good luck. Because once that fucking hulk of a man yeah, gets a hold of you. Once that ape gets on top of you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, technic- technical skills all in John's favor, except wrestling. Which yep. is the one thing Brock, the only thing Brock needs to take, like, that's what you take him down yeah. with. It's like, oh, John Jones can uh, defend those takedowns. He could defend those takedowns on a light heavyweight. Yeah, maybe not a guy that has to cut to 265. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I would be incredibly interested to see that fight. Um, so we'll see what happens. And then, you know, the shit with SummerSlam where they're doing the fatal four way and then Paul Heyman says if Brock loses he's leaving, you know, WWE. Timing's a little suspect yeah, but timing's also suspect. Brock has to enter uh USADA testing so it would be 6 months minimum before yep. that fight could even plus, happen. Plus plus he has to uh finish out the rest of his suspension which was uh, halt no, which cuz it was halted when he retired. Oh, was so it? So he has another 6 months or another Four to five months, depending when they halted it. Well, so if he comes out of retirement, goes into testing, he'd have to go through that testing for he'd that have time to go period through anyway. It, yep. So, you know, again, though, that could be saved for a January card or something. We'll see what happens. Um, I imagine John Jones might have one fight in between. Yeah, he, he'd, he'd probably have to have one fight in between. Which I think will be Gustafson. No. That would be... Wait. Didn't he, he already beat him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, it would be, yeah. He's he's got to probably defend that title at least once because we don't want another interim title. Yeah, in UFC. Jesus. Apparently, the athletic commissions are redoing the weight classes. Interesting. Um, but it's not been said or not whether UFC is going to adapt those or not. Okay, they want to go every ten pounds. Every ten, so there'd be more weight classes, more weight classes, and there wouldn't be that like twenty massive sixty pound difference between light heavyweight and heavyweight. Yeah, there would be. Um, I think two sixty five would be considered super heavyweight. They'd do like a two twenty five. Okay. Division. They'd be two. Like I think what it would do is be like one twenty five, one thirty five, forty five, fifty five, sixty five, seventy five, eighty five, okay. ninety five, etc. Um, which to me makes sense because if you think about it, it goes from like. Uh, flyweights 125, bantamweights 135, featherweights 145, lightweights 155, welterweights 170. Yeah, so it's 15. Middleweights 185. Yeah, one, and then 15, then 15. 205, 20. Then 205. And then 265. Yeah. So it gets pretty crazy. And like, mo- like look at the heavyweight division too. You get a guy like Brock who's a phenomenal wrestler, but not the most well-rounded fighter. His striking was nothing to brag about. Um, no, yeah, yeah like stand-up striking, nothing to brag pure about. Pure yeah. size advantage, like on Randy Couture, who would have been a guy who would have benefited greatly from a 225 division. Oh, if there was a 225 division. Or like, like Frank Mir, or like how many heavyweights. Yeah. You know, in it would uh, open up the door for more super fights. It'd be yep. easier to see... Uh, a well like a 175 or fight a 185 or they meet at 180 you know yeah that that's not out of the realm of possibility you know that's that's the kind of thing we're dealing with now so yeah um i don't know it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that um but yeah so so SummerSlam, the the big fatal four-way a 
Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got that for the Universal title. The WWE World Titles now officially Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. So that could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, tag titles still not announced for either brand. But also, who cares? <laughs> right. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's isn't it? Wait, it hasn't been announced. I think it's going to be Rollins and Ambrose. Versus, yeah, it's most likely yeah. going to be Rollins and Ambrose versus um, Sheamus and Cesaro. There's rumors that it might be a triple threat with the Hardys. Could be, but if you're going, aren't they doing revival Hardys in a feud right now? True. What, what so, would the revival what do? would you have to do a friggin' four way again? You could do a four way or do just Hardys and revival at SummerSlam. That's true. Like in the on the undercard, but we were going through this and like there's already like twelve matches. So that pre show is going to be it's loaded. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, a SummerSlam is like your other WrestleMania. Yeah, they've got so. six hours technically for the whole show because you've got two hour pre show and then a two hour or four hour show. Yeah, They'll so. probably run over as always. Mm-hmm. What do we got for Intercontinental? Uh, nothing as of yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's going to be The Miz versus Jason Jordan. That makes sense. And then the U.S. is Owens and Styles. Yeah, Owens and Styles with, the ref. Yep, with Shane McMahon as the referee. Uh, we've got uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Yeah don't know what we got for cena uh cena possibly baron corbin uh because after smackdown went off the air uh corbin attacked both nakamura and cena okay on wwe network interesting oh so that reminds me baron's got money in the bank baron's got money nakamura in the bank is in the main event Yep. They might try and continue that amazing feud. Yeah, they might try and continue that amazing feud and which is it's no benefit to either guy. Like that's the thing that sucks is like the matches weren't fantastic to say the least between Corbin and Nakamura. Mm-hmm. And like I don't think it's a good cuz like I think because they don't want Nakamura to speak that much because he shouldn't mm-hmm. like he's more charismatic saying absolutely nothing right. than he is in a promo so you need him against a guy who can talk yeah which isn't Corbin he's like, it's like, not he's Baron okay. Corbin he's not he's o- yeah he's okay but losing talking smack and yeah. I guess you could have him on commentary more often but actually cutting promos isn't really his strong suit on the mic right and that's the thing too is it's harder than it sounds. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a. I'm I'm not discrediting him yeah. at all. But like being talkative in a setting like we're in right now, or if you're on commentary, which is similar to be like yep. us doing this with a match going on and just talking about what's happening in front of our faces, versus talking to a group of people about yourself or about one other guy and trying to sell a match coming up. Is an entire different fucking ball game. Yeah, it's very, very, very hard to do. As I've learned in my years of attempting to do it in one take. Which yeah, 
I've done sit now. So. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's less and less takes, and I'm happy about Though that. Though in the ring, I, I usually do okay. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's that live. It's those weird, like, pre-tape backstage it's uncomfortable. promos that are, yeah, just can be uncomfortable. You just got to turn it on. Well, that's the thing, though, is that you go from doing nothing to trying to turn it on and be in character versus when you're cutting one in the ring, you kind of come on as you're doing your entrance. Like, it's hard not to be on when there's... Uh, a crowd of people. Yep. But I would imagine it's just as awkward to cut a promo in front of a crowd of like 10 people as it would be doing it backstage in yeah. front of like more wrestlers. Yep. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, yeah. So we've got the, the four way for the title for the universal title gender and Shinsuke for the WWE title. Owen styles, uh, both women's matches aren't super exciting to me. Like, they'll probably actually be good matches. We got Sasha and Alexa, right? Uh, or ba- Alexa and Bailey. But Bailey just got hurt. And that's the thing. It's like, is she so going what, to be ready? Is is it going to be like Sasha replaces her or something? Who yeah, knows? I don't know. Um, and Naomi and, and Natalia is for the the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is a bigger deal I think for Natalia than it is for anything. Like she's yeah. finally getting like she's finally getting a dude. one-on-one singles match. Which how long has it been? I I, I don't r- remember. I don't even know if it's happened before, honestly. Didn't like she, maybe She's maybe, been champion before, hasn't she? She she's been champion. It's like maybe back like years ago like her and Beth Phoenix. Yeah, like, I was going to say I remember her and Beth. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they put it on Natalia. Well, and then like, do you almost do the same story that you could potentially do in the the main event with Natty wins? It's finally this big emotional moment, oh. and then Carmella comes and steals it. I don't think you do that twice. That's the thing because I think it would work better uh, with Baron stealing it from Nakamura. But unless unless you wait for like a celebration or something on SmackDown, and then that's when he steals it. Yeah, they they could also like Nakamura could hold it until Survivor Series. That's true. Or uh, vice versa, Natalia could hold it till Survivor Series. Yeah, and then Carmella. But I think uh, it would almost be cruel to do that to Natalia. But that's exactly what WWE. Would that's do. exactly what they do to her. That's yeah. the problem. But here's the thing, though, is that if Nakamura wins it, it's his first major title on the main roster. Yes. And then if Natalia wins it, it's her first major title in a, in while. a long time. Uh, but you have... Is Carmella on Total Divas? Carmella is on Total Divas. So you have this... all that shit that you could do storyline-wise. Um, which, of course, they're thinking about because that show is Yeah, they're fil- they're filming for, it right now. For all of them. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's like I feel like a cash in is going to happen. It's just yeah. which one. And yeah, because SummerSlam seems like where they like to do a cash in, like with your Randy Orton like cashing in on on oh, right. Daniel yeah. Bryan, etc. But I had a question, but uh, never mind. I figured oh. it out. I forgot that Money in the Bank is uh, was only a SmackDown pay per view. Yeah, week. and well, and that was I do like the rumor. That what if Baron Corbin cashes in after the fatal four way? 
be interesting. It would be really interesting. And then maybe that's why like Brock doesn't leave. Because could he? Like have they left it open enough? I don't think they've specifically said. Like they might have said something in like um on like WWE.com or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they I don't think they've specifically said it's a SmackDown only thing. But they're probably trying to skirt around that just in case. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see what happens, I guess. It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, and then we got Rusev versus Randy Orton, which will like hopefully be good. Um Yeah, I'm sure the match will be good. Like the match will be good I like as as I was talking to Shane last night while we were watching and uh SmackDown. Like it's weird. Both of them are so tied to feuding with John Cena that it's like I don't think they've actually wrestled each other. I can't think of it. Yeah, so it's like, oh, that's kind of a fresh match, but it doesn't feel like it's a fresh match, right? Uh, but like, if anybody, because we always say like, when Randy Orton's motivated, he's one of the best in the entire world, right? Um, I always like Randy, though. Yeah. And Rusev seems like the kind of guy who's a good motivating opponent. Yeah, I think it'll be a good um like like a good clash of styles too. Yeah, because you got that like bruiser versus kind of the technician that is like Randy Orton. Yeah. So it'll be be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. And then uh lastly, the last official match that's been announced. Um there's going to be more like there's obviously going to be both sets of tag titles and everything like that. Um, but the last official match that's been announced is Neville taking on Akira Tozawa for the cruiserweight title. Yeah. Which it'll be good again. It'll be good. And like you said, again, again, I, I would, I wish they would have just left it a triple threat. But yeah, that would have been a little biased. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're obviously a little biased. Um, and then especially after I wish like they could like I I love Neville as the champion, but I wish like they'd be able to kind of intersperse the cruiserweights with the rest of the roster or um because it feels like or even have the cruiserweights be like a floating like the cruiserweight champion can be on Raw or SmackDown because you could get a lot out of like a Neville versus Chad Gable match. Yeah, like there's a lot of guys that Or Nolan versus Enzo Amore. Yeah, like there's Enzo, there's Kalisto, there's Gable, there's a lot of guys that could float between the divisions. Yep. Like, but they won't because like, oh no, we want them wrestling the heavy we want them wrestling heavyweights. Like, well, why do the cruiserweights have to exclusively fight other cruiserweights? Yeah, look at like do what like TNA did with the X division. Yep. That's almost what the belt should be. Like it doesn't, I mean, it could be a cruiserweight title without it being a cruiserweight title. Yeah. Like that, like the X division when it first started out was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, yeah, you had, and it was a cruiserweight quote unquote. It was a cruiserweight, but I mean, but then Joe have, shows up. And, yeah. You, cause yeah, it started out. I mean like the first, um, the f- fatal four way for the, title originally was AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, Loki and and Psychosis. Right, and that's the thing too is 
AJ Styles, Neville. Yeah, AJ Styles. That could be fun. Like, why can't AJ drop to AJ? I mean, like weight wise, AJ could do cruiserweight matches. Yeah, like he could drop to cruiserweight size. Like fucking AJ's like same size as me. I know, right? Like AJ. Yeah, he's always been on the smaller side, so it's like he's. But yes, he, he's a heavyweight. But then but. he's in there with John Cena, and it doesn't look weird. Yeah, and I I think there's a lot of guys that that could be the case. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, so that's all uh, the. Uh, the wrestling talk we've got this week. Uh, so let's do kind of plugs and upcoming events. Yeah. Uh, got Pro Wrestling Battleground on Saturday, August 5th. Yep. Uh, Saturday, August 5th, Pro Wrestling Battleground. St. <laughs> Paul, Wilebski's Blue Saloon. It's going to be Scott Story versus Darren Corbin. Uh, so... Make sure you go to that. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I will remain. It will actually be very easy to remain impartial on commentary. Because, um, like, I Rob Page always gives me a lot of crap mm. for, you know, oh, you're just you're just cheering for your friends. Like, well, my friends are fighting each other, so this is weird. <laughs> right. But it's going to be a hell of a match. And then Venom versus Super Thunder Frog at the, as the main event. That's going to be fun, too. That'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we don't give Venom a live mic again. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, and stacked card, like, check it out. Check out the, the card on Facebook. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a goddamn good time. Yeah. So. Uh, any other later this month? Um, I don't know if people in Minot listen to this, but... Uh, Fully Loaded Wrestling, I'm going to be in Minot on August 25th and 26th. And you might be thinking to yourself, isn't that the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight? It is. So. <laughs> it is, but you can do that before. Yeah. yeah. Go to the show before. Go to the show before. Fight's 12 rounds. It'll still be going. Yeah, it'll still it be going. It probably won't even start yet. I don't even know what time the fight's supposed to start that Yeah, day. I don't know if it's yeah, if it's a late start or what. I imagine if yeah, at least nine, which means... Uh, by the time the fight gets started, I'm sure. Yeah, it'd probably be ten thirty, eleven. So yeah, the show will most likely be over before the before the the main event gets in the ring. Is there even an undercard? There probably would be. Yeah. I I doubt that you have um just a one fight card for a pay per view. I don't watch enough boxing, but I think that's. I don't know. Fucking well, because even like even the Tyson, even the like in the heyday, like the Tyson fights would have like three or four or fights on the undercard. It seems like that's the way they should do it. So, yeah, I don't know because otherwise that could be a short pay per view. What it's, yeah. it's twelve three minute rounds. So what the fuck is that even like? My math skills thirty six. It's a half hour long fight. Yep. For a hundred bucks. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh anyway. Hey, it's better than five five minute rounds. That's only twenty five. Yeah, but UFC has like five to six fights on a That's card. That's true. So uh anyway, social media at the Scott Story on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yep. Um, and then I'm at Knocked Out Films. Uh, check out all the stuff at knockedoutentertainment.com. Uh, the return of 86,000 words, the podcast version, uh, will actually be uh, Friday morning. Hey. Um, new interview uh, 
with uh, Angela Higgins talking about uh, the Dark Menagerie show on Sat on Friday night at the Poorhouse, which is where I'll be on Friday night. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, for those of you that don't want to get spoiled, you can shut it off now. Wait, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Scott Story. Every single freaking time. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, I'm just about to do the sign up. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to sell some shirts. Okay, yeah. sure. Remember, it's prowrestlingtees.com slash Scott Story, not the Scott Story like everything else. Yeah, because there's some other dick named Scott Story in real life that has the Twitter. So, oh no, Fuck. it's like that. It's like that whole old douchebag that had Colt Cabana for the longest time, and Colt Cabana had to be Doctor Colt Cabana on Twitter. Yeah, or the guy that is legit named John Jones. That is at John Jones. <laughs> Well, isn't it just John Jones MMA? I think it's like Bones Jones or something. Okay, well, at least he's got a nickname. Yeah. So, but like you go on his page and he's like, "I'm not John Jones. I'm not John <laughs> I'm Jones." Not the one. Quit. Where <laughs> like I was on Twitter last night and um, he's he's verified too. He's a tech <laughs> geek, game developer, cat fancier, author, personal account, views are my own, how I escaped evangelical hell now available on Kindle, and he's got seven thousand followers, and he's verified. John, and he's got johnjones.com and it's spelled exactly the same uh yeah <laughs> well i mean it is a a fairly common name but still <laughs> and like uh, every time john jones does something this guy's twitter just blows up <laughs> probably just hates it uh but yeah uh so thanks for listening unless of course uh you want to listen to our thoughts on game of thrones and then that's what we're going to do right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, episode three, uh, it was titled The Queen's Justice. I don't know why they titled it that. Like, it's uh, it's... Probably because of the end scene. The end scene, you know, the beginning scene, like Cersei poisoning the other sand snake. Yeah, she got just poisoning everybody in this episode. And she's just like, no fucks given anymore. Like, no, she's just care. openly fucking banging Jamie, like in the bed, gets out naked, answers the door. Someone's standing there. She's like, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah. What are you going to do? He'll kill well, you. And, and, and also, <laughs> like, that, it's weird that the page was at that door because I'm fairly certain those, that was Jamie's, like, quarters not cersei's Hmm, maybe unless jamie was just hanging out at cersei's room for some reason which isn't out of the realm of possibilities because they're fucking yeah but maybe everybody just knew she was there yeah everybody probably just knew she was there and yeah like jamie says like oh like you you're being cavalier about this like and it's like okay the the page that answered the door has already mimicked Cersei's haircut. So, right. I think she's on her side. <laughs> well that well like he's just coming from the like their whole lives they've had to hide this thing. Yeah. And now Cersei's the most terrifying person in all of Westeros. People aren't going like listen Jamie Lannister, people aren't going to fuck with Cersei anymore at least in King's Landing. Yeah, not in King's she Landing. She blew half of it up. <laughs> Like, oh, what are you going to piss off the queen? She'll blow us all up. She yeah. does not give a fuck. Yeah, she <laughs> she really doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, and, like, 
I think I've seen it online. It's like, how the hell, when, like, in Daenerys's case, like, do you have three dragons, a huge fleet, a troop of Unsullied, all these Dothraki, and you're losing the war so far. Right. It's not going well. It's not going well at all. It's like, you don't have the fleet anymore. No, that, that is gone. Because the fleet's fucking gone. The Unsullied are stuck on the other side of of the freaking continent. Oh, they haven't even brought the Unsullied over yet? No, because the Unsullied went over to... Um, the Unsullied went over to Casterly Rock. Oh, that's right. And then all their fleet got destroyed, so they have to march across the country mm-hmm. on foot. Yeah, where where are the Dothraki at? And the well, the Dothraki are still at um, are still at uh, Dragonstone with with Danny, but there's not as many. Like she was obviously more counting on the Unsullied, right? for her land force but yeah and they you know they took casterly rock without any problems because the lannisters does not don't give a fuck about casterly rock no it's like yeah we don't care like we'll leave leave enough so it looks like we have people there Mm -hmm. so that when they storm the castle we can fight off and kill a couple of them but guess what huh screw you guys Nobody's there. We're going to destroy Highgarden. Yeah. So that and that I think that's the bigger moment of why it's called the Queen's Justice because of um what she did to what the fuck's her name? Lady Olena. Yeah. Uh and we got to hear the official confession. Yeah, the official confession which might kind of uh put a little seed of doubt and like might kind of split her and Jamie a little bit more. Well, cause Jamie's still under the impression that it was Tyrion, right? Or like, at least that's the well, only that's, yeah, person like he, he was told. He was. thought it was Tyrion. So that's why like he was mad about that. And like, that's why he kind of turned on Tyrion. Well, didn't he let Tyrion go? Yeah. He, 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 d- he did. But I think that was a, a one last, you're my brother. I don't want to, you know what? kill you myself right um, let Tyrion go Tyrion killed tywin so then jamie's under the impression that Tyrion killed his dad and his son yeah but then it's like nah just your dad <laughs> yeah it's like yeah well <laughs> but it was also tywin so who cares yeah, he's kind of a cunt yeah <laughs> so which oh my god like lady olena just uh what what did joffrey <laughs> he call that sword widow's whale really was a cunt Jesus. Well, the thing is, is that I don't even think Jamie would argue. He was a little cunt. He didn't. He didn't argue at all. It's like, oh, okay. But his expression when she was like, uh, when she was talking about the poison, being like, I I don't want to go like your son did. Yeah, I I didn't intend for it to be like that. And then he's just like, you could just see him go, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Like he just had that serious look on his face, and she's just being like, make sure you tell Cersei it was me. I want, I want her to know. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Like, that's intense. Yeah, that was super intense. And um, it was weird. And, like, funny enough, like, it was all, like, every little segment we had was kind of led by the quote-unquote queens. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, even the little bit that we saw in Winterfell, like, it was all following Sansa. 
Yeah. Who technically sort of Queen of the North. Like could be, yeah, could kind of be considered Queen of the North right now. And is a... doing a good job and is actually being smart. Right. Well, like, she was shadowing Cersei for years. Yeah, but I think even Cersei's not doing some of the stuff. Like, sh- like she's being practically smart of like, hey, before shit starts going down, how about we get a quarter of the grain from all the other or castles in the area and have it have them send it here now because if stuff starts going down they're gonna all end up here right so we might as well and if you know cersei now versus cersei then is uh acting very different also at the time uh was she was there while like tywin was there running shit wasn't she Yes, for a little bit at least. Yeah, because Tywin's the one who made her marry Tyrion. Yeah, so like, so she, yeah, she saw how Tywin acted and how Tywin like, ruled. You see real people running shit. Plus, how like Ned might have been running stuff back when she was well, she would have been like a little kid. But yeah. like, you know, she's not a, she's not a dumb person. I saw something that was funny. Um, <laughs> there was a post on like Imager or Reddit. And it said the Stark reunion, and it has Jon Snow saying, "I was dead, and then I was uh, resurrected by the Red Queen." Was her name? Uh, the um, uh, Melisandre. Yeah, by Melisandre, and then it shows a uh, Bran being like, "I am the Three Eyed Raven," and then <laughs> Arya going, "I can change faces," and Sans going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "I'm the normal one." Yeah, <laughs> she can't do shit. <laughs> She's been well. She's been married three two, two times. Yep, engaged three times. Yep, <laughs> all to well two thirds of them to complete assholes. Um, yeah, and then one that also didn't want it. Yeah, one that didn't want it and never consummated it because he's a decent human being. Yeah, she's a child, and it, I I think that marriage was more to punish Tyrion than yeah. anything against Sansa. Yep, it was because it was like, no, nah, I don't want you seeing that whore. You're yeah. gonna marry the Stark. Yeah, you're gonna marry because the Stark it's good girl. for you know politics. Yeah, and yeah, we did have we did have a stark reunion sort of and bran coming back to winterfell and being weird yep well he's like an enlightened he's, little hippie now kind of the three eyed raven sh- taught me how to do this but i thought you were the three eyed raven yeah it's complicated <laughs> i saw everything though that time uh you and bolton ugh, i didn't <laughs> like that well, you looked so beautiful on your wedding night. She's like, I don't want to hear about my wedding night. Yeah. If you saw that, did you see the rest of it? Because <laughs> unpleasant memory, worst night of my life. Like, holy fuck! What a bastard Ramsey was. Um, he was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and he's gonna be in uh, in humans. Yeah, which looks okay. Like. I don't know if I'll go out of my way to watch that, but uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite lines because it was it gets overshadowed because it's right before the dragons show up is actually John and Tyrion talking about Sansa, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like she's and Tyrion going like she's she's a lot smarter than she lets on, and John's like she's starting to let on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And then fucking Drogon like comes up and overhead and it's like oh god yeah. <laughs> I would tell you you get used to him, but you never really do. Yeah, you never really do. <laughs> like, I mean, hopefully John starts getting used to one of them. Hopefully. And then yeah. then we had the somewhat 
confrontational and uncomfortable meeting of Daenerys and John, yep. where she's like, "Oh, he can come and bend the knee," and John's like, "No, nope." I don't know what made you think that was gonna happen, but fuck you. Yeah, it's I, like, I don't no, know I'm, you. Well, yeah, it's like I don't like I don't trust you enough to bend the knee to you, right? Like, and she's kind of acting not very likable. No, and like she's really trying to do the power move. Yeah, she's trying to do the power move, which is so weird. Like, cause she, I mean, I guess she's always been more powerful than like a lot of the people she ends up competing against. Like, even in Marine. But you'd think at this point she'd kind of learn to not do that, right? But if you look at it from her point of view, the Starks were involved with, you know, killing her father. Yeah. But even to her own bit, you know, the Mad King was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, for one, none of these people were alive when this shit really happened. Yeah, no, Danny was born like at the beginning of the rebellion. Yeah. And, or yeah, the yeah, the beginning of like Robert's rebellion. So And Jon Snow was born like during during it. the fight. Yeah. What does that mean? Danny's supposed to be older than Jon Snow? Yeah. Just barely. By by literally like probably only it's it's maybe months because i think the in the books the robert's rebellion overall is like probably a two-year like fight okay um and so basically danny would have been born towards the beginning of it Mm -hmm. and john is born towards the end of it like because the tower of joy is post Ares getting killed and all that so like he yeah because because basically they take over king's landing and all that stuff and then ned goes down to the tower of joy because mm-hmm. he finds out that's where his sister is right the whole rebellion was that started because of his sister yes because they they took her right for Rhaegar. took her for Rhaegar, yeah and then Robert was like, nah, yep. I don't think so, bitch. I'm coming. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's like, that's my betrothed, even though, yeah, Rhaegar was kind of a dick. And it's like, oh, no. I, yeah, because Rhaegar has a wife. Because how the whole thing started was like, Rhaegar had a wife and he won like a tournament at Heron Hall and they got to be. They got to present who they were supposed to say was like the most beautiful woman in the in Westeros. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner got to present that, and usually they'd always present it to their wife or you know who they're going to marry. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Rhaegar presents that to Lyanna Stark, <laughs> what a who's already like supposed to get married to Robert Baratheon and all that stuff, and it's like, oh. Okay, so something's happening here. Right. And then, yeah, they. She gets kidnapped slash run away with each other, depending who you hear the story from. Right. And then that's when. Yeah, they. And then the. Uh, when that happens, and the Starks come down on, uh, to meet with Aerys Targaryen. And then that's when he burns Ned's father and his brother. And then that's what really kicks it off. Right. Because that's when it's like Robert and Ned come together and be like, fuck this dude. Right. 
Uh, the last time everybody fought together, the Lannisters, the Starks. Well, the Lannisters stayed out of it because they're dicks. Well, it wasn't uh, ja- Jamie at the end? Tywin. What the reason Jamie killed the Mad King was because Tywin told him to attack Tywin, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. But basically, Tywin. They kind of came in at the end. Just Tywin glory, joined right? at the last minute because he saw the tides were shifting, and it's like, oh, I'll help win this war and yeah. get a high place. I think it's it's just so hilarious to me that. Kingslayer is supposed to be like a dig at Jamie. Yeah. But he's kind like Jamie's the one that kind of saved the world. Yeah. And like and if if more people knew what he told to Brienne, mm-hmm. he'd be a freaking hero. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just so you know, the entire King's Landing would have gotten blown up if I wouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, killed him right then. Yeah. So. So, but no, I I broke my oath. You know, I broke my oath to protect the king. Yeah. Like, well, when the king is going to blow up you and everyone you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but that's the thing is that people care more about that stupid oath than the fact that everybody knew the Mad King needed to be taken out. Yeah. Like, but they're like, but not by you. Well, and that's the the thing that sucks is like. Yes, this all started because of, um, because of like Rhaegar and like Lyanna. But mm-hmm. if the Mad King would have died and Rhaegar took over, mm-hmm. the Robert's Rebellion probably wouldn't have happened. Even if he had, even even I think even if because the people actually liked Rhaegar, ah, uh. but they were growing disenchanted with his father. And then which hurts everybody, which hurts everybody named Targaryen. And and then, yeah, the fact that his father, you know, openly just burned up uh, the Starks is like, okay, this is one step too far. Fuck all of people love the Starks, too. Yep. Especially the North. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Um, interesting. But yeah, like, yeah, the, the history, like I I keep going through like World of Ice and Fire and like the first book and it's like it's super interesting isn't there and, a rumor that they were going to do a spin-off series about the robbers rebellion yeah it was a rumor i don't think they they'd which the thing that sucks is they clearly would have to have different showrunners because i think um benioff and weiss are just done like this is basically like yeah we we graduated college. We're out of here. <laughs> like once they're done with this next season, it's like, okay, that was enough stress and everything on us. Like here, you guys go do whatever, which if like they do a prequel and it's a different showrunner and different tone, like, I don't know how well it would be. I mean, it could be done. I mean, I don't know how people would feel, but you could grab Steven tonight. Maybe he did Spartacus. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think if you got that type of tone, that would be interesting. Like, less of the, like, comic booky 300s um, shots, but, like, yeah. everything else, the tones Yeah, the relatively tones are similar. relatively similar, yeah. Um, but yeah, was there anything else in that episode that I can think of? Because um, it was really just those three, like, kind of main points of... Yeah. Like, well, then, obviously, yeah, Cersei poisoning... In the Sand Snake and mm-hmm. watching, um, having Ileana just have to 
watch her child die in front of her. Yeah, it is kind of... That's, that's some dark shit. It's pretty dark, but at the same time, she did kill uh, her da- uh, Cersei's daughter for probably the only innocent... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, out like of everybody, only, except next to Tyrion, next to Tyrion, like Tommen, he was a twat. He was just a little young, naive thing. Like he was just a little bitch. Yeah. Like I mean, everybody I, walked all over him. Then he yeah. decided to get all religious, which I am always going to be against. Yes. Um, and then yeah, that's killed. that's kind of yeah, that's kind of where he turned. Um, which I think in the books, like he doesn't get as religious like i think the 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 separation between him and cersei he um in the books is more um he has just an insane love for uh the marjorie ah and like cersei was having none of that right like no you can't fall in love with this other like this Tyrell bitch. Yeah. And like in this one, it seemed like he cared more about in the show. He cared more about the religion than he did about Marjorie. Yeah. Which that was a weird take, but dumb. Yeah. I guess probably like, because it was a legit kid playing the role. Yeah. Well, but in the books, he was supposed to be even younger. Yeah. But in the book, you can get away with writing it down. Yeah. Easier than having true. Natalie Dormer like sex up a child. Yeah, that's true. So, well, no. And like in the books, it was more like, it was less like sexy and more just uh oh she's so awesome. <laughs> right. But but still it's like she gave me all these cats. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that far in the books, I guess, but yeah, going the religion route, it, it still makes sense with how they did it because like yeah. even Cersei they're like, Oh, you're not you don't rule over us. Yeah. Like fucking shit, watch me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, and there's so much, like, apparently there's, there's leaks and stuff of what's coming. Yeah, I'm staying away from that shit. And yeah, I'm staying away from it. Like, I love the fact that all of us, just our friend Craig, when we were watching it, wanted to just watch the trailer for the next episode. And we're like, no. Right. No. Like, you went home. Right. Well, it's <laughs> like, we're going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you le- legit, like, just walked out and went home. Um, <laughs> And, like, all of us are like, no, no, we're not going to freaking watch the trailer. Like, I I want as much of this in my head and theorizing mm-hmm. right now. Um, like, Littlefinger says, like, in the book or in the the show, like, like you'll never be surprised if you fight every single battle in your head. Yeah. Before it come before it comes out, it's like you'll always know that this could have been a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but and like that's kind of where I'm at. I was like, oh, they could do this. They could do this. They could do this. I was like, well, which way are they going to go? I'll still be excited to see the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. So yeah. So I but yeah, it. I think that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, bye. Bye.